with. Way, and we're live. Just a little bit late. I was having some words with God there, by the way. <laughs> I was getting frustrated there for sure because um, every single time I try to do a live, it always knocks up. How's it going, CJ? Hi, CJ. Um, but yeah, it's every single time, for some reason, every time I go, I go to do a live, sometimes the nature of these things, it just doesn't kick in. It just doesn't work. It just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. And you think you're prepared, and then you're not prepared. It's a we na- actually turned na- up early for this one as well. Yeah, we did. We? we actually turned up early. It's the nature of life. <laughs> you, you turn up prepared, and then you're not. <laughs> God has other plans. <laughs> That's true. He's like, here you go. But anyway, in this one today, uh, me and Laura wanted to dive into a few different stuff. We wanted to talk about the topic of how um, how basically like a nation feels because of the the state of the home. And we also wanted to talk about the, the cost of the, the, the disbalance between the two different roles, between the, the feminine and the masculine being out of balance and how that affects the collective, how it affects the home. Um, also wanted to speak about our first grape harvest that we've been doing and everything else in between too as well. But um, so me and Laura, we, the video we just did our first grape harvest, which was really exciting, wasn't it? It was really nice yeah, to I loved it. embody ourselves in that. Um, how did that go for you? I really enjoyed it. I think every time we do something on the land that's quite just wholesome and simple and just just involves harvesting or doing something very simple, I just get this like quiet feeling in the back of my soul like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is what life's all about. And it was just great just to collect all the grapes and to like crush them with our feet and then make juice out of them. And yeah, we've been indulging in grape juice this week, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's such a like, um, as well as being like a, like a wholesome process as well it's kind of like it teaches you a lot of physical skills you know kind of like because i think every what we've been learning is that everything on the land it's it's challenging from many different ways you know emotionally and physical but it's also very rewarding too as well because it kind of like you know it starts especially from like a physical perspective on the land it kind of like we're starting to be able to get a bigger picture in terms of like what systems we need in place um how can we make our lives better and it's it's very empowering, you know, because it, you're just starting to, like what we what we're starting to see is we're starting to see the fruits of our kind of manifestation, the fruits of our kind of um, ideas and visions that we had years ago, starting to like really start to to come to fruition and start like really build up in front of us physically, you know, because we had these plans like such a long time ago, and we we're writing our plans on irrigation and how to kind of set out the land. And then it's just kind of now we're getting to see it unfold, you know, and learning in real time, which is, I think is really powerful. Yeah, I think the fact that we've just got our own grapevines, I think that's awesome. Well, a few years back when I knew I wanted to get to a piece of land, I never thought we'd have like our own grapevines and olive trees and stuff. So, yeah, it was very, a very good experience, but it also made me like feel very, very grateful for it all. What's been your the biggest thing you've learned so far? On the land? Everything, just what's the biggest thing things that's come up um hmm. for me it's mostly just realizing how feeling quite inadequate in myself and feeling like through through our life and or through i can't speak of everyone but if i know for like from life in babylon you're not really presented with like challenging situations that build up mental strength and fortitude and i feel like when you're out here off grid and working on the land it's been very exposing for me in that respect just like seeing how vulnerable we are and I think just just living a more connected life brings up more space inside yourself for things to come up and to heal and I think it's just it's been quite just very quite exposing in that respect just just to see how soft how, how soft I am really and how how I haven't been, I don't know, just how I haven't had like the rites of passage that um, people in the past would have had to build up a strength and character, but nothing's lost because I'm just I'm regaining that now, but I know I'm going to pass that down to like our kids as well. But uh, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things that I've realised. What about you? Yeah, definitely. I was going to just have quickly out of that. I was going to say that there's, there's different types of softness, isn't there? You know? Yeah, there's, like there's a there's a softness of the feminine that should be honoured, but then there's also kind of the it's like I, what the softness I'm talking about is like ment like mental no, softness, know, like 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 pushing myself through challenging situations without without kind of crumbling. But yeah, yeah, definitely, and I think as well that's why I was saying to you, I think that's why I think along the way, like 
in the future as we have children like developing that them putting it developing them things in place for the children to kind of develop in them ways you know Mm-hmm. to have to to, to 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 carry out tasks and things in certain ways to kind of to build that mental fortitude you know because it's like it's kind of like um to some degree as well it kind of plays into a little bit of what we wanted to talk about today as well like how there's kind of there is no diversity in roles there's no diversity in competitions like it all plays into the same thing because we're living we've lived in a world where kind of um where like a lot of these kind of like um organic aspects of of civilization like competition um, and also kind of like hard work and things like that are, are, are being kind of taken out of there, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a weird way too as well. Like, um, you know, like the, the aspect of like children don't like, they don't get that, they don't have that competitive edge before because the world's all kind of like social, like justice. It's like kind yeah, of like... it's like everyone gets a medal no matter yeah. what. Like even if you come last, you still get a medal. Even if you don't play, you still get a medal. So I think it it devalues the medal in the first place and it devalues the 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 commitment and the the practice it takes to get the top yeah and it's interesting because i think that the biggest thing for biggest thing challenge for me so far has been kind of fully kind of embodying the masculine role and not being able to hide from it you know because i think in the matrix you can hide from the masculine to, to, to some degree because we've got the conveniences you've got like a lot of aspects around you like the, like the physical aspects of the masculine you know i'm not talking about like all the internal aspects but from a purely from a physical perspective i think like the matrix or babylon you can hide away from that because you've got you know you can press a switch in your house you can um go to the supermarket and get your food and things like that. and i'm not saying that we haven't got elements of that now you know but i'm seeing like the full embodiment of like of things that we're facing on a daily basis like how to fix certain things how to get the irrigation work and like every from every single level you know there's been parts of me that i've had to embody as a masculine you know that i have never fully embodied before you know yeah and then also having kind of like everything else wrapped around that like to fully step into the masculine you know can be it can be triggering for me and bring up a lot of lot lot up in me you know as well definitely i think that's one of the realizations that i've had out here is that like how vulnerable we actually are and it it's kind of made me realize like jesus like we're like we're a 20 minute drive from the nearest town which isn't that far but like i don't speak the language and it's it's made me realize like fuck if if you get injured doing some building work i need to know like some basic first aid i need to know like what's in the first aid box i need and like know my way around that and get accustomed to that and actually step up and 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 take on that role and that's been something for me that that's made me realize like okay i like you're stepping up to your role and i need to definitely step up to mine as well and also i've been honoring that role and kind of looking after you more and playing that more feminine role and being that person who kind of assists you in whatever you want to do and it's definitely made me appreciate the masculine role a hell of a lot more and I think before because I I still feel like I've got anger inside me towards men I think that's a wound that I'm gonna like naturally heal as I go on my healing my healing journey but being here has made me realize like wow men have been like so undermined in our culture and so put down because like you're my like I like how Clara says that you're like the man is the divine shield you're my divine shield and I, f- I definitely feel that it's like you're the person that protects the family and if that's why there's been such a heavy attack on masculinity through subduing men through porn and video games and and just the whole culture really of just putting men down and making making men feel like that that traits are inherently toxic which isn't true and um yeah i think that's just the, the big reason why they've done that because men are the are the protectors of the family unit and when you've got a strong family unit you build up a strong nation of people and i think once the family unit crumbles you you have a society of very weak and vulnerable people who can just be manipulated into whatever and i think that's one of the big things we've noticed about Portugal and one of the big observations that we've had as well, isn't it? That well, when we're out in Portugal, we'll go to like the local river beach and we'll see the, the youths and the kids just hanging about and they're just like, they're so polite, they're so well-rounded, they just seem so grounded inside themselves. It's totally different from the UK culture. And we've noticed that what it is here is like this a, a big culture around family all the, strong like a, fa- a strong family dynamic like all the family like the parents the grandparents will all go out into the river beach together and they'll, they'll bring loads of food and they'll make a big event of it and it's like it seems like it's every family that does that but in the uk it's that's not something especially from our area 
that's not something you ever really see and um i think that's why we like portugal so much because it seems like the morality is very high here and they've got a very strong family dynamics and then i think that builds a strong nation of people yeah definitely well that's the that, it's interesting because that's what me and laura want to talk about is like kind of how the essence of like how kind of um like how nations like fall because of the state of the home you know like it's people think that kind of nations fall because of other things but truly it's when the foundations are are not in place and are not in balance this is when um well f- for one this is when like the our consciousness is kind of becomes stretched in ways that are, that are not natural to our organic self and um like laura was saying about how like um how the like what we've observed is that like you know even in our for our own personal lives that like when we kind of you know when our core of ourselves is kind of strong you know and we're, we're being truthful with each other and we're building that strong foundation you know it, it's it, uh, it creates a, a great foundation for us to operate in our lives you know for things that things can't get in there things can't knock us out of balance because we 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 kind of let ourselves in in them type of ways you know we, we we're honest with each other we honor truth and when you stand in them like them um solid foundations and and that kind of like also emanates to your children and obviously you, then your then your parents and your grandparents and things like that and you create that strong bound that strong family connection it can't be uh tucked down very easily you know and i think that's why um you know that's why like laura was saying before there has been a huge culling of that energy you know because when that's kind of out of balance and it's not in place you know like men can be taken out of the natural roles women also can be subdued out of the natural roles you know like for example the the essence of the woman being kind of like now being pulled out of the organic roles of kind of like looking after the family looking after the man gets pulled into that role of like having to work in a cubicle now um where she's working around other guys and where she's drinking on a night time having promiscuous promiscuous sex and and um you know spends most most of nights alone you know by herself um eating a bag of cheetos <laughs> yeah definitely i think that would have been my life trajectory at one point that reminds me of something that i saw on instagram before i'm just gonna pull it up hang on before you mention that as well i'll just add as well because i wanted to say that and what we've noticed is that there has been a you know there has been an attack on this energy because i think this comes um me and laura talked about this before we even started the live and i was saying to laura about how this this stems all the way back from kind of like um from the time of like edward bernier's and stuff like that when these kind of like psychologists came on the scene and they understood like the the deep primitive desires of and the psychology of human beings and how you can kind of like if you take human beings into their more primitive desires and you dispa- dispa- uh, create disharmony in the organic roles you know you can um you can make humans do thing do things that they wouldn't normally do you know and i think it comes down to like morality you know because if you've got no morality you've basically got nothing you know and you're you're like a you just you're just swimming in an ocean that's kind of like that you've got nothing to cling on cling on to and i think that's why a lot of times me and laura like obviously our natural progression for me and laura has been this progression where we're starting to understand like how how when the foundations are in place with having a good strong family dynamic that is the foundation for everything you know mm-hmm. yeah i think everything starts at the home and this reminds me of a last on instagram it's a tweet from a uh, women's march and it says when people can't access the abortions they need they often they're often pushed out of the workforce want women working sorry want women out of the office and back barefoot in the kitchen uh, pregnant in the kitchen ban an abortion is a great start to that and I just thought, like, being pregnant in the kitchen would be, like, heaven for me. <laughs> Barefoot pregnant in the kitchen sounds like heaven. But that's just, like, the irony thing is, like, however you read that, it depends on your worldview. So if you see, like, women as, like, being strong and empowered in a natural femininity, being barefoot in the kitchen, pregnant, like, that's heaven. Or if, like, you feel like, you know, you you disown your own femininity and you want to, you see yourself, you know, you want to work in a you want to work in a cubicle for a boss you might see that as like complete um like a prison for you rather than and you say your life is freedom and i just think i don't know i just saw that tweet and because my mind's not there being an angry feminist before like it's not being an angry fem- feminist anymore it's like now i see it i'm just like wow like that would be absolutely perfect and it just seems so inverted the opposite way of being and it just seems now that we've like started to settle more into the land and this way of life it just seems even more alien to me now so yeah that's where i'm going with that i just think that 
and I don't want to like if anyone wants if any women want to work and stuff like that if that's their journey but I'm just like honoring where I'm at and I just feel like I don't know I think putting our energy into the land for our and working for ourselves and for our children and building our land up and building our resources up is just yeah it's the most I think it's the most rewarding work you can do yeah and I think it's not about like not seeing that women can't work it's it's not about that it's 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 just being what we're trying to what we're trying to point out is that there's been a, a deep level of inversion that's played out on this planet you know and that inversion that inversion causes a huge disharmony in the family dynamic which which causes us to be massively out of balance and that's what we've noticed as me and Laura's been settling into our like our true rules and our organic rules and me playing the more masculine Laura playing the more more feminine you know naturally and in that process we found a lot of healings happened in that you know because I think as well to some degree the one of the one of the reasons why like um like one of the big ones for me like to kind of to get to this because I've I've been similar to that you know I've like looked back on my life and I've been completely out of balance you know I haven't kind of protected protected the feminine through my actions because I think that's a big thing it's like Laura was saying that she's kind of started to respect the man more I've also started to respect the feminine more you know and understand what the role that the feminine plays um once carrying out them organic roles you know and how the how the how what the woman provides for the man you know what the feminine provides for the man and I think what what's like what's happened is is like um you know pornography culture for me has been a huge one of them you know because it's created this kind of this um this toxic mentality but in it's it's split the feminine in the in the it's split the it's split the woman in the man you know and to some degree because you know now the the man's objectifying the woman so then the, and the woman has a lot of hate for the man and i think where a lot of these kind of these these movements around the world what they play into you know they're playing into like a, a true desire you know they're playing into like a um a real collective problem you know they're, they're playing into like a kind of an energy but they're siphoning it off in a way that's out of balance you know and they're not really getting to the root of what's truly going on you know because i think a lot of the time there is obviously a disharmony in the feminine you know the, the females on the planet are unsettled with the masculine you know they are angry at the man you know but also to some degree if you go if we go even deeper into the collective you know men are angry at women too as well so where does that come from you know how can we fix that what's the solution what's the solution to that and i think the solution is, is more simple than we think you know it's getting back to the true organic roles you know and just um honoring the the true the true sacred foundations of what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman and and what i've found is that you know the man needs to protect the woman you know because um what I, this is kind of like this is uh, being a harsh truth of, for that i've learned you know because i've been bad on this you know i've looked back in my life where i haven't protected the feminine you know how i've objectified it how like how my actions have dictated and added to the to the, collect, the collectiveness of how women operate and how they feel inside of their bodies and stuff so that's why i think it's really important for the man to protect the feminine you know to be truthful to because one of the biggest things that we've learned one of the biggest things that me and laura's uh learned in our relationships because um you know a lot of people kind of from the outside like look at mine Laura's relationship and they see how strong it is and we are strong you know doesn't mean that we don't go through hard times but um them hard times you know forge us and make us even stronger you know we go through the shadow and we work on things and it makes us stronger than who we are but a lot of times people ask us you know like say how did how did mean Laura get to this place where we are now and for me it's a it's a lot to do with the trust you know because men have to protect the women and um and if you are and if you're for example just from the feminine perspective and maybe Laura can speak about this but if the woman trusts the masculine you know and knows that you're going to be there for no matter what and you're going to stand um and like Laura said before and be the shield um then the woman can settle into the feminine you know the reason why a lot of a lot of women on the planet right now can't settle into the feminine is because they have to embody the masculine because um it's because it's out, so out of balance yeah i've had situations like that <clears throat> i've had situations like that in the past where I've like where i've been with people with men who've like you've been they've been put down in themselves and they're, they're not really stepping up and being <laughs> hear that comment uh, they're not really stepping up and uh, taking on that masculine role so that pushes me out of my femininity and i've had to i had to be the domineering one and the one that took control but that's not naturally a woman's role to do that so i found that the relationship was very one side and out of balance and it took on more like a, a mother-child relationship and it's just like I think what's happening is it's not just men I think there's a culture where like infantilized if that's the right infantil infantilized mm -hmm. or if that's the right word where where we're like we're stuck in this regressed state of not like not becoming 
adults inside ourselves but like you see this a lot with a lot with grown men they'll just want to play video games all day and they'll not want to take any responsibility in themselves and you'll see that with women as well who like kind of want to regress into like a more of a a girl state and maybe want the man to do everything for them and I think a lot of that is just like it's not going through certain rites of passage in our culture and it's not growing up with in communities where where we're adequately socialized and we can go through those things but yeah i don't know where i was going with that i'll just add it's a good point because we've also like me and laura's both felt that digression in us too as well Mm -hmm. and how as we've been kind of like being faced with challenges we felt kind of like them parts in us coming up and going like we'll just put it to one side we'll just go on youtube we'll just chill out Mm -hmm. um you know you know it's hard to explain but we felt them them parts come up in us that kind of try to hook us back in you know but that's why um that's why like Laura was saying it it's so important to kind of to when we when 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 we when we face them kind of rites of passage we we honor them we and we walk through them and see what and, and see what comes at the other end of it you know yeah definitely someone said in the comments uh, my missus pregnant in the kitchen washing up that's where she should be <laughs> <laughs> that's a woman's role <laughs> <laughs> she should be in the kitchen <laughs> oh. i love that congratulations what? by the way yeah congratulations for getting your your wife in the kitchen <laughs> most men cook these days <laughs> that's one thing i'm still working on with laura <laughs> hey, I, make the best I think it's meals. just because i make. i just think it's because i make the best beard you don't now to be honest laura's starting to take that for on now <laughs> she had a good she had a good teacher though didn't you <laughs> jokes uh, subi says i don't know if you covered but can you explain skincare routine what what face uh, wash you use to use shampoo soap toothpaste are we supposed to scrub body etc thanks um so you... yeah so me and laura obviously would we have different still have different journeys on this and i think it's a little bit different question for a for a, a, a woman too as well you know mm-hmm. um slightly a little bit different i think it's down to the long hair i think that's the thing that we're kind of laura's still uncovering but for me, I, I sorted this one out. I sorted this one out, one out quite a long time ago, and I just basically just don't use anything, you know. I use absolutely nothing at all. That's how you use coconut oil. That's yeah, it really. coconut oil. Basically, coconut oil is the only thing that I use, and um, for me, that's been an absolute wonder, you know. But um, I, for me, I, I, I stopped. Um, I stopped using. I was going to say I stopped washing there. Mm-hmm. Laura might agree with that. <laughs> Sometimes I do go without a shower for a few weeks, so that's for sure. Yeah. You don't smell, though. Yeah, just... I don't. I know it's an interesting thing. Is like sometimes I do do experiments where I go two weeks without a shower, I go three weeks without a shower, and um, I see how it feels, you know, and see how my body kind of. Because I think, I think naturally our body does have like an, a natural way of kind of like absorbing certain minerals and uh, exposing toxins in certain ways that don't require like you're always kind of washing, you know. Because I think we're living in a world where we're always kind of like you know sterilizing everything and washing our bodies, but our bodies have such an, a natural. Um, are such a natural and uh, very powerful organism that they do so many things itself you know and um, like we you know the body sheds in certain ways you know we know our skeletal system repletes itself so there is a lot of natural measures in place that are that are truly organic you know like we always say it but we always try to complicate it but god's all already got to figure it out you know and most of the time as well i like um, showering in lakes um, and i think that's such a powerful thing getting in the sea when you can um, and also for me, I think like I think it was about, I think it's been about seven or eight years now, maybe longer, maybe ten years, where I've never used any body wash or body lotion. I've never used any aftershave. I've never put anything on my skin, other than coconut oil. And um, you know, I think I think to be honest, I think my skin's looking very very good. I mean, I'm coming up 34 this year, which a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't uh, think so, you know. And I'm feeling f- fitter and healthier than I've ever felt. And I'm I'm looking to when I look fifty to look like a baby still me. I <laughs> am um, for me. I just use I use like a natural soap, so it hasn't got any harsh harsh ingredients in. Um, I still use like normal shampoo and conditioner. I tried using a shampoo bar, but it just when you when you're a girl and you've got long hair and you know it, my hair can get quite frizzy if I use a shampoo bar. So I'm still working on what to actually use for shampoo and conditioner, but. I use a natural soap bar to kind of wash with, and that's including my face as well. And like to brush our teeth, we use just use a fluoride-free toothpaste, don't we? And I've I've recently just stopped using like store-bought moisturizers, and I've been using coconut oil as well, which has been really good. 
Yeah, and I think there's something there's something powerful. I mean, you can do your own experiments in your own body with like adding adding like chemicals on your skin and stuff. You know, probably need turned off that. Um, adding um, like how because there's been experiments done of when people like kind of like you know put chemicals on the body because they're they are full of chemicals. You know, harmful chemicals to the human body as well. A lot of these short soaps and shampoos, and you can do tests. You know, you can even like you can do your own tests. Like there's certain um t- like homemade tests you can buy now to see what's coming out your body ph strips things like that and you can test and see what comes out and there's been loads of experiments done where these chemicals are, are leaching out you know into people's way and stuff like that they're actually getting in there you know so i think a lot of the time we always people always worry about what they're putting in the mouth but also you need to start worrying about what you're putting on your body because mm-hmm. the body digests in the similar ways to the mouth mouth you know it's the same with makeup as well it's like i don't really i don't i hardly wear makeup nowadays and when i do it's just my eyelashes and eyebrows because seeing the ingredients in the makeup it's just a bit scary. You can't even pronounce any of them, and it's like God knows what you're, what's getting absorbed in your skin. Uh, TGA fan says Champions League predictions for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't even know who's playing in the Champions League. Yeah, who knows? I think he's just taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because when it comes to football, for me, it's like one of them ones that um, you know, it's it's a. It's one for me that I like. I I really kind of indulged in football a lot. You know, it was a big part of my life, and I kind of um, just kind of understands like understood the dynamic of it. I think it's really powerful to understand the dynamic of what football does. You know, and what sport and culture does in the world. I think it kind of like it. It really culls you know the masculine energy a lot. You know, I think if that masculine energy was spent on doing things that are more positive uh, to the collective, you know, like um, like building um, um like. Building a community. Building a community, building, like, putting that energy into an off-grid homestead, putting that energy in permaculture. It'd be very powerful, you know. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with football because I still kind of, like, I still have my pull with that too, you know. I'm like, I still get that itch inside to want to have a game or something and or or even want to, like, you know, check out what the scores are or something like that, you know. But it's, I think you have to understand, like, what it's, what it is, what it's for, you know, and have that, bring that higher mind to the sport and culture. You know, and if you just want to use it to kind of chill out and get in that flow state, then it's absolutely fine. But also at the same time, it, it is massively, and there's no doubt about it, it is used on a mass level to cull the masculine, you know, especially the masculine force. I know the feminine force also gets pulled into that too, but hugely the masculine energy is um, is ciphered in a, in a sport and culture around Definitely. the world. Just when you see those stadiums, the way they're set up, and it's like... They're all thousands. eyes as well. Yeah, they all look like eyes, and it's like thousands and thousands of fans all cheering and jumping up and down and getting angry and passionate and laughing and just channeling all these emotions into into a game. And it's when I watch it, I've never like obviously I've never really been into into football. My family is because Newcastle's a big big area for supporting football, but I've just like just seems very alien seeing all these men just like channeling their energy into just a game but i understand because it like it takes a lot of skill and strategy and things like that so i can understand why men would like it but just for me it just always seems a bit alien yeah i mean obviously i understand it because i've embodied myself in that culture for such Mm -hmm. a long time but now looking back on it i can see how it ciphers the masculine force you know yeah um I just think I just think the the masculine energy could really be uh, ciphered into something much more positive than that, you know. And I think it's that's what like all the there's a lot of forms like you know these because I think that's why there's there's such a big multi million dollar industry in football, you know, because it's used to cipher the masculine and, and the and they understand what it's doing, you know. And that goes for pornography, goes for the gaming culture, you know. Look around the world where all the kind of where all the biggest money is spent, you know, and it's all on from a deeper level from a psychological level it's all about ciphering the energies of the of the human consciousness you know what's that quote where it's like if you give the people bread and circuses they'll never revolt or something like yeah, that definitely. it's like it feels like that well it's a good point it is and well that's why like that's for example that's why to get back to the conversation we we're talking about before we got off topic a little bit but that's sometimes what happens but that's why there's been so, there's so much emphasis right now and been so much emphasis on creating disharmony between the between the natural organic rules, you know, like tricking the woman into believing that she should could become a tax slave just like the man, you know, because just the playing on the the playing on that deep psychology that they know that the like I said before the woman is angry at the man, you know, there's parts of the woman that that need to be healed and they're using them parts of the woman to say that the way that you heal them is is be, you become like the man, you know, mm-hmm. um, and. And that goes for the man too as well. There's, there's disharmony within the masculine too. Yeah. But these roles have been like, you know, the, you know, these 
these um I don't even know if it's like when you always say it's like these people over here, but generally it's just us, you know, it's our general actions. Because we've said this before, but it's our own sins, the true darkness. It's like how we operate, you know, how do you and our, us in our lives, how do we kind of feed them rules, you know, creating them out of balance, you know. Because a lot, for example, like we see um, one of the arguments like right now is like, I mean, Laura's been like steeped in this for such a long time, but it's like, why is it that women... Sorry, why is it that, um, like, for example, why? how can I solve that problem if my children are in school, you know? Well, take them out of there, you know? Take them out of there. If, they, if they're teaching your children about stuff that you don't agree with, mm-hmm. you know, and they're trying to teach you about, um, like, sex toys and um, cutting parts of your body off and things like that, you know? Take them, it's true, though, you know what I mean? T- take them out of there, you know? Yeah. That's what you have to do. Take them out of there, you know? Teach them yourself. Because you're already, you know, we already know what the last things we went over the last few years is that, you know, you're... What's the word like your um, you know, when you when you kind of like put your children, you're already opting in, you know, to their world, you know. They've already said that, you know. I think a lot of the, a lot of the problems of the world just stems from people externalizing their own responsibilities, and I think once you get to that place where it's just like, oh, it's my, like if I don't like something in the world, I've just got to, I've just got to embody it myself and take charge of it myself, and it's just like it's a yeah, big. Definitely. It's a big step to take. It is. Well, it's, that's one of the biggest things that we've felt in over the last few years. You know, that's why we're walking the path that we're walking now is because, you know, we understand that if you want to take your power back, you take it back yourself. You know, you don't wait for anyone else to do it. And um, we didn't really fully see that and understand that on our journeys. You know, we were kind of just going along and doing the things that you thought you had to do, you know, to bet yourself. But really, the true power is in, is in you from all different levels, you know. Like grabbing a hold of that yourself, you know, like taking care of your own shit, taking care of your own water, taking care of your own electricity, taking care of your own family, you know. And I think more people are going to be move, wanting to move into this people lifestyle. People are going to have to, you know. I think, yeah, with the way the electricity bills and things are going, I think a lot of people are going to be kind of forced to move into this lifestyle. But it's actually, it's actually the best thing ever because it's it's the most liberating place to be, and it's also just the best. I just love it. Yeah. I love living this more simple life. You know, I end up like I go in the shower and I see the color of the water that comes off us. I'm like, I'm filthy, but I've never been. <laughs> I'm filthy, but I've never been more happy in myself, and I've never been more content and satisfied, and and just surrounded by beauty. And to live in nature is just amazing. I just can't describe how good it is. Like to, I was in the hammock last night just after sunset, and two deers were literally like five meters away from us, and they just walked right in front of us. Two little deers, and it's just that is just it's just incredible to me and to grow up where I grew up and to experience that in my home now it's just amazing I just want that for everybody yeah so did you hear that did you hear that guys and girls if you if you go to the off-grid life and you'll be and you'll get more filthy than ever <laughs> off-grid life and you'll love it yeah off-grid life is where the real filth is yeah <laughs> Laura's become more filthy than ever <laughs> definitely definitely happier and more content and just like in our relationships gotten stronger like I, t- I tell you all the time don't know that just no, like definitely. we're just we're just getting stronger and stronger every day and having more and more respect for each other it's just amazing and that's not to say there's n- there's no challenges because i think it's the challenges that that bring us closer together in the end because we we talk we talk them out and we realize like like we can our, our relationship is a safe space for us both and i just yeah yeah just very content at the moment if you can't tell definitely subi said uh thank you for your wisdom no pc culture censoring here the pure facts exposing the crazy agendas even from the spiritual community yeah definitely for sure yeah because it's like it, it well it, it is it's like you know we know we know there's an attack from all different levels you know and we're just gonna we're just speaking our truth and how we operate you know like we, you can see us and see how we operate. You know, we're like, don't like Laura said. We know we we've got things we need to work on, and we're still got a lot of things that we're healing every single day. But you know, we we do know that where we're going is the right way. You know, and going to the right place, mm. and we can see it. It's been a natural progression. You know, like we've be, both been steeped in that that mentality of like more accepting of kind of like of that of a, of a world. You know, and more accepting of that of a culture. But the more we start to heal ourselves, you know, we've started to be able to see through the spells that have been cast upon us. Because there's been a lot of spells that's been casted upon us, you know, from from birth. Mm-hmm. And we can see how the, the the agendas go deep, you know, with their school indoctrination and everything. We kind of feel like to some degree looking back in our childhood, how we kind of like, not to say that we entirely got through that, but we can see how hard it must be for children now. Like what they're going to be on, on, on um, what programming they're going to be unraveling, you know about mm-hmm. themselves 
uh, we can see how deep it's going, you know, and what they're trying to do. You know, they try, they're really trying to get in there early now. Mm-hmm. And that's why this, like, that's why the children do need to be protected, you know. And this is why there is, like, kind of a, a huge energy and a huge movement around the world now of people, you know, taking back power from all different levels where it comes to homestead and look, um, schooling your own children from all, all walks, you know, like deciding what goes in your children and what doesn't go in your children and what someone else says it should be put inside your children or even put inside your own body. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen we've seen the we've seen what's going on, but it's a it's a beautiful opportunity to take power back in the right way. You know, it's a beautiful opportunity to kind of like to to remove ourselves from them systems that we don't like and take action and put our own systems in place. You know, local supply chains. You know, like growing your own food. Like there's there's a, there's a real beautiful positive wave that's coming now that can't be stopped because there's too many people doing it and it's just going to keep building building more momentum now, you know. It's kind of like we always keep saying it, but the darkness always, like, kind of... The darkness that creeps up on the planet, to some degree, kind of, like... it. it it's every single move they make actually just forces um, something in the human psyche to get stronger and to change and adapt. It's like, for example, put prices up with... Um, electricity and water bills okay well get your own well sort your own water out you know sort your own electricity out get solar you know there's always ways around what like around um how that energy presents itself and it just forces us to become stronger you know yeah i think human beings are just inherently resourceful so whatever what i think whatever gets thrown at people i think naturally will over they'll overcome it but I do think there is a small portion of society that kind of have chosen the path that they're going to go down and they're the people that haven't, that don't want to embrace discomfort, they just kind of want to just take the, the easy, the say, I say the easy route but it's definitely not easy on the soul but the, the easy route, quotation marks, yeah, where they can just like, you know, lap up the government handouts and yeah, and just kind of do take whatever the government says to take just for like an easy ride and and comfortable ride in babylon but i think the majority of people are gonna i just see it now i see it every day my everyday life i think people are just waking up to that this way of life is more freeing and wholesome and true good true and beautiful and it's not just all about homestead and it's about it's about your little steps in your life everything that you do you know it's about like the common before I can't remember the person who said asked the question, but about you know choosing to wash yourself with shampoo versus not, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's all about these kind of little organic steps in between of like of what your game presents itself and change and and kind of in, in facing them head on. Yeah. And in this way of life, like for me and Laura, you know, it is very exposing to us. You know, it's like we're getting challenged on parts that are tied to the matrix and stuff, and we're still facing them every single day. But it's like. What we find is that, you know, this way of life is very hard, you know, like it really is. Like we're facing real hard physical challenges every single day, you know, things that we don't even speak about that are more personal to us, things that are not right to speak about um, and other th- things behind like legal things and whatever, you know, there's so much going on behind everyone's lives that we don't get to see. But you know what? It's worth fighting for because you have to in your life, you have to get, speaking from the masculine, maybe Laura's got a different perspective on this, but I feel like we have to... um we have to remain balanced, but at the same time, we have to fight for these parts of our lives. You know, like mm-hmm. if you don't, if you just let them sit on the shelf and you and you just be passive in life, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna live someone else's reality. You know, so you have to actively fight for the reality that you want in your life, and that that that's about you waking up every single morning and choosing what you watch, what you listen to, who do you consume, what do you consume, what foods do you eat, how do you move your body. How do you sleep? How do you exercise? How do you have sex? How do you have you treat your kids? How do you talk to people? It goes from all different areas, mm-hmm. and it's worth fighting for every single day because the more you fight for them areas, it, you know it's it's hard to explain. It's like that ball starts rolling down the hill, and you just become like this much more rounded human. You get to see things that you couldn't see in the past, and it's all worth fighting for. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Um... Babylon's a state of mind and you can be out of Babylon while still living in the city I think Definitely. you can just you can get an allotment you can grow you can grow microgreens you can have a little balcony where you grow foods anything where you can like start taking back little bits of power in your own life is yeah your mind's already coming out of Babylon you're yeah. already leaving that indoctrination Michael said do you know much about detoxing and fasting and clearing out parasites any tips please um yeah, I do know a little bit about that. Um, 
I think the the knowledge on fast. I think just a basic fast is, is so good for that. You know, I think sometimes we try to go to these big extremes and like, and they're just not kind of. Sometimes they're not achievable or not attainable, and sometimes they're not kind of like you. It's it's hard to adopt them on a regular basis, and I think if just doing like a simple two day fast, like a twenty four hour fast, is 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 enough through my experience to to release and bring things to the surface that need to be released, at one hundred percent. And I think also as well, I think a lot of the time. I think um, the body does have kind of like natural mechanisms in itself to release a lot of things. I think if we just sort out the basics, you know, like you start just drinking more water, you start uh, eating more organic foods and just doing the things that we, you know, cut out the bullshit and get get closer back to what we know we should be doing. You know, certain foods that we uh, eat, like more healthy foods, you know, they aid in that process, in that organic process of removing things from the body. You know, exercise does that. Mm. Um, You know, spiritually as well, like um, from a spiritual perspective, and that's not the right word, but I'm just using it for language. But you start, you know, emotionally working on yourself from an emotional perspective. As you start feeling certain wounds, you know, the parasites will come out anyway. Because a lot of the parasites are in there because of the emotional wounds. A lot of people don't talk about that. You'll find yourself trembling. You'll find yourself shaking. You'll find yourself sweating. You might even shake your pants. <laughs> true, though. Yeah, it's you know, true. you might burp. You know, I think sometimes these things that are physical can be removed metaphysically, too, through the emotions. There was a quote on Little House on the Prairie where it was like, because we've been watching that most nights, it's just the best yeah, program ever. Yeah, that's a brilliant heads up for anyone who wants to watch. Check something out really organic and clean to watch with the children. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Such a great TV series, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why we haven't watched it sooner, but yeah, yeah amazing. So but the, the, the dad in Little House on the Prairie says, he said, um, what's it? Sw- sweats, God's way of giving you a good cleanse, a good way of cleansing out the body. And I'm just like, oh, when I was working on the land the other day, we don't have a water pump for the well yet, so I was like manually taking this little bucket down to the well and I had to do that like for about two hours straight just to get enough water to put on the compost. And I was sweating and I was just like, it just it just felt amazing. I was just like, oh, I'm cleansing, I'm cleaning, I'm purging. And there's been a lot of times when we've been working on the land where I've been like, deep emotions have been coming up and I'm like sobbing and I don't even know why I'm crying, I'm just sobbing. And it's just purging and healing and yeah, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I can't remember what I was going to say. I, was I don't know. I, I just got lost in thought there. I was going to add something, but I couldn't even... Uh... Michael said, can you remember how they rounded us up like cattle to do the... Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> to do the um, the spice in the school. I need my five-year-old out of the indoctrination centre. She's most happy when outdoors, but needed the, needed, but need the money from the matrix. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, that's that's a difficult one, you know, because that's where the, I can sympathise for that, because that's where the, because we've all got to play our own game, you know. Um, I think it's just trying to do your best in the moment and not beat yourself up, you know. Do do the best that you can. Um, and I think that's why, like, I think as well, it comes to, like, it comes because that's where they get you, you know. I think when that one of the big things, like when when we live in a world where, like, for example, where the the family dynamic has been split up to a, to a certain degree, you know the two the two halves can't can't um, protect each other. You know, like so for example, the masculine could go out and work in the matrix if he needs to, and then the feminine could, because we've done that too as well. You know, like the masculine goes out and works in the matrix while the woman stays at home and she looks after the man in the right way, or she kind of looks after the children. But we live in a world right now where kind of like that's been so stretched out of balance that. You know that we, the both the feminine and the masculine, both both has to be pulled into that matrix. You know, to just to, just to keep a, a roof over the head. You know, because our power is being took from us from sort of many levels. And I know you can all see this, but like when one of the things that we we've done in our lives is, you know, we've kind of we've slowly over time it's been a more of an organic process, and we've also actively went out to seek to do this. But you know, we've removed them kind of the the chains the biggest change that that the system has on you, you know, because when you've got them chains around your neck, it's a lot harder for you to be able to move in certain ways. So that's why every single day it's important just to keep slowly moving them chains because I had thousands of them chains around my neck and I just slowly kept chipping away at them, chipping away at them. And um, once you've no longer, you know, you're not in debt um, and and you're not kind of like, what's the word, like um, have to feed the beast to feed them, to, to, to pay that debt. It's a real big one, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subi says audio is cutting off sometimes but video is playing is the microphone connected probably yeah seems like it is can everyone hear us okay we're cutting off Um, someone said in the comments Subi said 
some awesome uh, just refreshing yeah. that's all right nice um did you guys change your beliefs on psychedelics reincarnation source consciousness etc ever i think on a, on a previous stream you said something about reincarnation yeah we change our beliefs every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah every single day we're changing uh how we view topics you know um mm-hmm. Um, psychedelics for sure because obviously the more we walk that path on psychedelics we just um, we've learned so much about it you know in terms of kind of like how how that state for us as a as a as a state of consciousness that should be treaded very lightly you know and I think we're just kind of a lot of the times and um, when it comes to these these huge topics I think we can be naive to some degree and think it's all black and white you know and I think that's what we've been learning we've been getting a lot of like big kind of aha moments and a lot of big shocks as we've kind of been rooted too much in our beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. in certain ways. I think reincarnation is one of them that um, we've we've like we're still kind of tossing and turning around. I mean, we had um, we've got a mastermind group that's going that's really beautiful, and we had like a like a three hour discussion in there, didn't we? On yeah. the mastermind group. So we have like a mastermind group with people who listen to the podcast, and it's really awesome. And um, we were just like kind of like every single person had a different opinion on reincarnation, which was really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And um, where me and Laura are at with reincarnation is that we um we kind of we we how we view reincarnation is and what, what we're trying to do in our life right now is we try to view reality from a perspective as like ask the question is that loving so we what we say is for example is reincarnation loving you know and um, someone would say yeah of course it's loving I get to live out loads of different lives but from an emotional perspective is it truly loving because imagine like you come into human form as a baby and you get all this trauma on you then you, you you try to get all the way to the end of your life you try to remove all that all them wounds everything that was put on you you don't do it and then you get reincarnated again you get more mud on you then you get more mud on you you just keep getting more and more mud and you never ever clear your soul yeah so where me and laura are at in our journey is that it's very complicated like we do believe in reincarnation to some degree but what we how we feel that reincarnation is possible is that we feel like there may be something to do with reincarnation where you get a certain level of enlightenment, if that makes sense, and that's not the right word, so be careful how I use that, but you get a certain level of consciousness, maybe, I don't know what's the right word, maybe your soul condition gets to a certain, you know, you become one with God, Mm -hmm. and then maybe there is something that can happen where you can opt to come back in, you know, to help humanity, Um, maybe, but we're still, we're not not even that that consciousness, so we don't understand it, you know, but we just, we can feel it as a parameter in us, Mm -hmm. but what we do see is, is that what we, um, from the perspective of reincarnation, what we believe, and I'll let Laura add opinion on this as well, but we believe that there's one life, there's one soul, and you just continuously continue to keep evolving your soul. So when you leave this physical form and you go to the spirit realm and you go to whatever sphere that you go to, you know, you continue working on yourself as Dan, as Laura, as you listen to this now, mm-hmm. and you continue to keep working on your soul when you, when you leave this realm. And I think for me that sounds more plausible because... You know, why would we get to this point where, like, um, that you just forget who you are, you know, and then you have to start again? And there could be, there could be, like, there is, like, we, we have steeped ourselves in this, and there could be kind of, like, like um, things in regards to that that could, could be positive and could be loving. But at the same time, for me, it just makes more sense that, that we, um, and what I've, what, how I've understood it emotionally is that, you know, you develop your consciousness, your soul now, and you continue to do that forevermore, you know? definitely I just think I think it just the way reincarnations preached within the new age I just don't resonate with it because when I see a baby I see a complete blank slate I don't see something that's accumulated all this karma from previous lives because I think that ties into the the catholic way of thinking which is like you're born you're born a sinner you're born with original sin and I just I don't agree with that at all because how can you look at a child and think, oh, they did something horrible, they were a murderer in a past life or something like that? I just think, no, a child's a clean slate. So the way I see it is that we we are unconscious. Our souls are in an unconscious state until we incarnate in this realm. And as we incarnate in this realm, this is the beginning of our conscious state. And then that's, we're conscious now for the rest of our being, <laughs> our soul after after I die, my soul's still going to continue as Laura and still continue unraveling and unfolding and healing and and learning and developing my soul condition. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at with reincarnation anyway. Yeah, and some people also like kind of one of the arguments with reincarnation is like um, 
this came up in the mastermind group to be honest as well a few people were saying about like how you know you could live out other different lives and you'd be able to experience multiple people and feel into their emotions and learn so much um but people don't realize that you can actually do that now you know like you get when you when you the more you start working on yourself you can tap into people's emotions you know you get to feel you kind of like in, to some degree like the more developed you get you start living people's lives to some degree because you can empathy you have your you level of empathy uh, evolves to a certain stage where you can feel in feel and tap in you know mm-hmm. and um and i think like when it comes to kind of like you know we have this kind of i think we also have this like human perspective of like kind of um like we live out these human this human form with like kind of the small window of time but we don't realize how like how you know that that's the soul's journey is like is that time on planet earth is just so small you know like the time beyond this will be is going to be something that's much more vaster you know and i think when you tap in you feel that you know you feel like you're more than this body you know and i think that's what it comes down to a lot is like you know you, you're a lot more than just this physical meat suit mm-hmm. any other stuff in the comments um we could talk a bit about psychedelics did you already you already touched on that a bit yeah, um, Michael says, I've seen uh, reincarnation when I've released natural DMT. It was coming through waves, seen four of them, but can't seem to get back to that state. Interesting. Um, yeah, well, it, well, when it comes to psychedelics, one of the things that we learned was um, is that psychedelics is what we've experienced, is that it's a state that can be very... Um, because it blasts you open so much, the doors of perception, it can be a state that can be infiltrated, um, through your wounds, obviously that through spirits, you know, through spirit influence. Because a lot of people don't realize how, and we're still coming to truth with this and learning this, but how spirits can impl- implant um, memories. They can implant um, like uh, feelings and buzz you in certain ways in your body to influence you to do certain things that are, that um, that um, degrade your soul, but also kind of. Um, influence you to to honor your lower self your lower nature or honor the, or, or so that the so basically that the spirits can keep feeding off your wounds and they want to nudge you in a certain direction you know for example they might want to like nudge you and buzz you in a certain direction to have a sexual partner or carry out a certain thing or keep doing a certain act you know so there is like it's like i think the the levels to like this go so deep and we're still learning them you know like we're still uncovering them through our process and seeing what comes up naturally for our journey and what we're feeling and experiencing uh because but at the same time there is kind of like um because i've had experiences like where you know i've had like laura's seen this and like laura's had them too where we have had visions of past lives and we've had the experiences where we've like felt like we've released things from previous reincarnations and things like that but as we analyze them and feel in them more it does feel like something kind of different was going on you know like something was kind of being presented to us and nudged into us you know um mm. but we're still we're still navigating that you know and and, and it might not necessarily necessarily just be reincarnation you know we could be we could be tapping into uh, to something else you know like who who knows we could be tap, tapping into old memories that we haven't even got to yet you know yeah true for me it's just like i keep saying this but because i know i know that um spirit overcloak into truth because i've had it just reaffirmed to me so many times that I just feel like I feel like what sometimes how reincarnation kind of can be presented is that spirits are coming in and that the spirits who believe in reincarnation are coming in and overcloaking spirits and overcloaking babies and there's groups of spirits that help assist that because they believe that they're that they're on this special mission to help people reincarnate and I think I don't. I, that's the thing. It's like I don't want to. I'm so careful now because I. What you I, say. Yeah, with what I say because I don't want to like influence people influ- too much. Yeah. I just. I just feel humbled by life. To be honest, I feel like I don't. I don't really know anything. I'm just kind of. And yeah, I know only what I've had a hundred percent shown to me, and I don't want to just speak like I have the answers because I'm just a continual yeah. like a student. And that's why. No, and that's what one thing that me and Laura. We were talking about this before, weren't we? About doing yeah. the podcast and speaking on a podcast, and how you've got to be so careful what you say, you know, and you've got to be so careful what you speak about because, you know, our truths always changing and be humble with that. Um, but I think one of the when was Laura was talking about kind of like the example of like the reincarnation and how there was a spirit who was kind of like being influenced to to help people and assist people in the process of reincarnation. But actually, what they were doing is, is they were um, 
they were assisting in the process of someone overcloaking a newborn baby, you know, like a spirit overcloaking a newborn baby, and they thought they were doing something good. And, um, you know, for, for example, I mean, many of us out there who are in the spirituality community, you know, we probably would do that too as well, you know. We would probably kind of, like, think that we're doing, we're on a mission and we're helping humanity and helping people reincarnate. And that's why I think it's really important to, like, to to stay humble when it comes to truth and, you know... No matter what situation you face with, ask yourself the question, is this loving? And continue to keep asking yourself that question. Is this is this what I'm doing now, loving? Mm-hmm. From all ways. Like how I'm operating, what am I doing? Is it is it loving? And we might not even be able to see that, you know, straight away. Like you might, for example, for this example of reincarnation, you might think, of course it's really loving. Loving, I'm helping someone reincarnate to the planet. But keep asking yourself that no matter what, all the time, in every single situation. And you might find emotionally it'll bring things up, you know, and you'll be able to see the path. And also ask for assistance too as well, you know, like speak to God and pray and ask for assistance, you know. Like, is this the right thing to do? Show me the way, you know, like sp- speak to the higher power, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, um, Subi says, I remember YouTuber Trip Whip felt a thing while on psychedelics that polygamy felt so normal and a good way to live, meaning his girlfriend can meet any man she wants, haha. So it makes sense to be careful while on Salgate, Alex. Yeah, 100%. And that's one thing that, um, that's a path that me and Laura also, well, it's more so for me. Um, you know, I steep, my, I steep myself loads in that culture, you know, because I was fascinated a lot by the, like, the workings of, like, um, of, uh, like, uh, Michael Nelson, I think he's called him Michael Nelson, Jimmy Nelson, sorry, who wrote all them books on the tribes, um, like, Chris Ryan, who wrote the book, like, Sex at Dawn. You know, I've read, I've steeped myself in all that culture, you know, of, like, of, um, of a poly, poly, how do you say polygamy. It? polygamy, and I've steeped myself in that, and I've felt in my life how I've like been pulled to that, you know. And I think when I've healed it, and the reason why I healed it, how I healed it was obviously you know healing the, a lot of the sexual wounds in us. But now I've healed them. Looking back, I can now look back at that and see how that was out of disbalance, how it was out of harmony, you know. And coarse spirits want you to kind of have multiple partners, you know. Because then they can, if you have more multiple partners, then they can feed, you know, off that, off that lustful energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we all know that, like when, when you make love, like, like me and Laura's experienced this ourselves. You make love and you do it out of lust. You know, we've been taught lessons on this when we've been, we've been out of balance, and you can feel, you know, the presence. You know, you can feel it. You, you know? can feel spirits around. Like if you're making, if you're having sex and you're doing it, like you're just acting like animals, like complete monkeys. Then you can feel that the dark spirits feeding yeah. off that energy and i've seen it i've seen it so many times and and when people when people get drunk and they get completely overcloaked with dark spirits and they all just you know have like sex with each other it's like all this all these dark energies and dark entities are just feeding off of it it's like a cess, cesspit yeah it is i mean you got to go for example me and laura went there um we went to a festival hadn't been to a festival for ages had we went it was like um about six months back wasn't it yeah and we went to a festival and, um, you know, we'd never been to a festival for ages and we were doing a lot of this emotional work and, like, like working on ourselves. And then we went to, the, went to this festival and we were just observing, you know, we weren't drinking alcohol and we were just observing, like, we, you know, we could feel the presence, the darkness of it, you know, and, like, how, the, how people are just not even in their own body, you know, they're not even in their own consciousness. And it's, mm. it's very, it's scary, you know, like, when you, when you, like, it is, there's a part of it that is scary that people are overcloaked so much to an extent that they're not even in the body anymore, you know, not anymore. And there's just other things in there, you know. Yeah, definitely. Which is nuts when you think about it. It just makes me, like, realise, like, when I was younger and I would go out drinking and stuff and get myself palatic and not even remember the night and stuff. I'm just like, wow, God, that's so dangerous. Like, mm. th- I put myself in so many vulnerable situations because it was just the culture and and it was what what's, I thought... It never felt right to me, but I just... I just thought oh, I, there must be something wrong with me if I don't really enjoy this or something like that. So I, I kind of pushed myself into those situations to try fit in more. Yeah. And it's just like, just, oh, crazy. So crazy. And that's why it's important to protect yourself, you know? Like, you have to be the frontier of that. You have to just protect yourself, you know? You just have to, to to walk the organic path. That's all you have to do is do that more and more, you know? Like, for example, you know, you don't you don't move into that lustful energy, you know, you like, you respect someone, you see them as more than the body, you know, you see them for what they're behind that. And then you see what it actually does. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, 
you know people like for example when people go well oh, you get the feeling of like drinking and getting palatic so good well there is like a sensation in that course there is and there is something that does feel good because there's a lot of things that you're escaping there's there's many different aspects to it but at the same time and that goes for like lustful acts you know like lustful sex can feel good it feels amazing you know like you high your body's feeding off it but people don't realize what's on the other side of the organic stuff you know people don't realize that what you what you create and what you cultivate by having making love or what you cultivate by don't never drinking alcohol and just like eating clean all the time what on the other side of that you know no one ever kind of un, no one kind of asks the question what's on the other side of that you know <clears throat> and the fruits are much better yeah definitely 100% much better so you just said shoes are organic yeah, <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> Pasture raised, <laughs> organic. <laughs> Can be overindulged though, CJ. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. I think that's one of the paths that we've been understand as well. Because when it comes to like things being, some things being kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some things can be even the organic things can sometimes be overindulged. <clears throat> We've we, overindulged in some yeah, grape juice this week. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, because me and Laura's just proper indulged in grape juice this week, and we got absolutely battered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was did. worth it, though. Yeah, I would we 100% had a, do it we again. We had one, the first day, we literally drank, was it like two litres of grape juice <laughs> on the first night, maybe? Yeah, so much grape it juice. It was nuts. God, we uh, we drank far too we drank far too much grape juice, and we're just like, and we got punished for it, you know? And that's the thing, you do get punished for it, like when you're doing it over, even an overindulge in the good stuff. You get you get battered, you know, and that's why um, some things that I like to do as well. That's why going back to the shower thing, one of the things that I like to do, and it's not that I'm lazy that I don't want to have a shower. Um, Laura might say that it's because I'm lazy, mm. <laughs> but one of the things that I like to do is that sometimes, if removing yourself from the pleasures sometimes gives you greater pleasure, you know, like for sometimes like not having sex, you know, like in 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 um storing up that energy sometimes makes the love making even better you know sometimes like having a fast and then coming back to the food makes it even better you know so it's sometimes good even the organic stuff to take a break from it you know like rest the nervous system from something it's you know whether we will you know what we've all heard of the monkey mind you know the monkey mind wants to just hit take everything you know but there is also a, an important role in kind of like you know Honouring the parts of yourselves of like kind of rest and re- and and complete air. Uh, what's the word like re- re- when you repl- replenish yourselves without mm-hmm. being indulging in things? You know, definitely. Uh, so you just said, "Yep, everything is all about balance." Yeah, for sure. Should we leave it there? Yeah, I'm getting tired now. It's quite late and late, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite dark here. It gets it's getting darker earlier and cooler, which is nice. Yeah, it's still warm. I'm still sweating. Yeah, it's definitely been more tolerable here. It's about, it's mad. Like in the UK, twenty eight, it's like massive heat wave. It's like, oh my god, heat wave, everything's gonna die. Whereas at twenty eight now for us, it's like, oh, it's such a cool day. Yeah, it feels like so I can wear jeans outside. Not yeah, enough. transitions. Exactly. Anyway, have a good one wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, it's really nice as always. Yeah. Thanks for your input and just showing up. It's been awesome. Yeah, and listen to us ramble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Peace. Big love. See you later.